As baby boomers age, they have different medical needs and they are also more active. For the super active, known as masters athletes, their needs are much different. Welcome to a special segment on sports medicine on ReachMD XM Channel 157, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Bruce Japson, the healthcare reporter for the Chicago Tribune, and with me today is Dr. Vonda Wright. Dr. Wright is an orthopedic surgeon, speaker, author, and researcher. She currently practices at the University of Pittsburgh Medical Center, and she specializes in sports medicine. She's also the director of PRIMA, the Performance and Research Initiative for Masters Athletes. In these roles, she cares for patients with a variety of musculoskeletal injuries while conducting research focused on athletes over the age of 40. She joins us today from her offices in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, Dr. Wright, welcome to ReachMD, the channel for medical professionals. Thank you. It's my pleasure. Well, Dr. Wright, if you could first give our listeners sort of the definition of a master's athlete and tell us about these individuals and the very different treatment needs that they have. You know, a master's athlete is an athlete that continues to be very active, continues to have competition goals, but is no longer along the Olympic track. Now, I use the word athlete very loosely, and in my practice, I have people who uh, do everything from walk three times a week to compete at very high levels at various sporting events. I even have a lot of weekend warriors who wonder why they're getting injured all the time. So these people still have the desire to unearth the athlete they once were, but what they don't realize, and in fact, many doctors don't realize, is that... Number one, our bodies are different when we age. And number two, just because we reach some arbitrary age, it doesn't mean that we automatically have to slow down. So to address the first issue, which is our bodies are unique after we're 40, a lot of what I do is education. Now, how are our bodies different after we're 40? Well, we can no longer just run out the door and do whatever activity we want to. We have to recognize that Our muscles and tendons are elastic. They're like rubber bands. And so unless we do something every day to stretch them, they're going to get tighter and tighter and tighter. And activity just makes that occur faster. So the first thing that I tell people they must do is remain flexible. The second thing people need to understand is that they need to be intense every other day. We need to give our muscles, bones, and ligaments a day to recover from intense exercise. When we were 20, we could go out and be intense every day. But when we're 40, every time we exercise, we create little micro tears in our tendons and muscles, which are the same kind of micro tears we make when we're 20, except it takes us a little while to heal those so that we don't accumulate chronic injuries. So my word to athletes is intense every other day. But this all sounds like doom and gloom. But the fact is, there is no doom and gloom. We just have to be much smarter after we're 40. Well, this is really interesting because a lot of physicians out there, they're usually treating the sick and so forth. But what what would you tell these physicians? Because I think what you're saying is here, it is about intensity and, and certainly you're not telling people to slow down. Well, the first thing I would tell my colleagues and my medicine colleagues and almost any specialty to take care that takes care of masters athletes, no matter how we define it, is please do not assign us the role of acting our age because how we age is changing in this country. 
and the idea of aging. So the first message to my colleagues is, please do not just arbitrarily tell your patients to slow down. What we need to tell our patients is how to be smarter, how to exercise in a way that will allow them to maintain their performance while minimizing their injury. Now, let's give an example. So I have a lot of runners in my practice who come to me frustrated because they're going to their regular doctors and they may have knee pain or they may have hip pain and their doctors are saying, well, you know what, why don't you just stop running? But if you know any runners, you know how fanatical we can be. And that's simply not an answer. The answer is, how often are you stretching? What kind of workout are you doing? What ways can we treat you both medically and non-medically to keep you on the road longer? Because frankly, we need to keep people active. There are 33 diseases that are grouped together in a conglomerate called sedentary death syndrome. These diseases are directly positively impacted by exercise. So we want people up off their couches, out the door, being active. And so giving people the advice to slow down and act their age is counterproductive to what we're trying to do in this country, which is keep people active. Well, if you're just joining us, or even if you're new to our channel, you're listening to a special segment on sports medicine on ReachMD XM Channel 157, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Bruce Japson, the healthcare reporter for the Chicago Tribune. And with me today is Dr. Vonda Wright. She comes from the University of Pittsburgh Medical Center, where she's the director of the Performance and Research Initiative for Masters Athletes. And we're talking about the very different medical needs of active older people and Masters Athletes, if you will, people who who are just not going for walks, but they're going for runs and so forth. And one of the things you're talking about, doctor, is you mentioned earlier this sedentary death syndrome. And if you could, what are these diseases and and what can people do to prevent them? And I know you also have some advice for our physicians out there on this. I do. Sedentary death syndrome is a conglomeration of 33 diseases which have been found to be positively impacted by exercise. Or if you want to say it the other way, is if you're sitting around on a chair and have one of these diseases, you will get worse if you're sedentary. Now, what are they? They're stroke, heart attack, high blood pressure, type 2 diabetes, metabolic syndrome, all the things that you typically think of happening to you when you age. Now, some of the factors that go into developing these diseases are hereditary and we can't do anything about it, but the truth is that we can control a lot of the factors that result in developing these diseases. And one of the things we control is how active we are because activity is not just for our body. It doesn't just help our heart. It doesn't just help our fat composition. It keeps our bones strong. It keeps our muscles in tip-top shape. It increases our metabolism. It produces something called neurotropic growth factor, which keeps our brains healthier and, in fact, causes our brains to secrete the same kind of chemicals that we give to patients in the form of pills for depression. So exercise is an all-around health plus. There really is no downside to exercise, even when injury occurs. Now, would you advise uh, physicians, particularly, I assume, primary care physicians, to set up an activity plan with their patients. And I know you actually have a website, www.seniorsportsandfitness.com, and I know you had alluded to that on your website. Yes. You know what I'd like every physician to do is not be afraid to address the issue of activity and obesity with their patients. Now, I'm an orthopedic surgeon, so my primary responsibility is treating injury and 
doing surgery, but I can tell you that every one of my arthritis patients, every one of my patients who is overweight and is being treated by me for an injury, we discuss the effect of extra weight on their bones and joints. But I think you would be surprised how many primary care practitioners, A, don't exercise themselves, and B, don't bring it up to their patients, or don't bring it up in a planned way, because it's not enough to say, you know, you really should be exercising. You must help your patient make a plan. Well, what does that mean? How do we do it correctly? What are the benefits? How many pills can I potentially stop taking if I exercise every day? And, you know, when I couch it with my patients, I put it in terms of an investment in their physical wealth. And when I say that, a light bulb goes on because in the same way that every day we invest in our financial wealth, our social wealth as we make friends and raise our families and our careers, we should be planning every day for our physical bodies and how to maintain our physical bodies. Because in the same way that if we don't save money and we have a big hit sometimes financially and we need a savings account, the same happens with our bodies. If we don't have a physical wealth savings account, we may be fine on a day-to-day basis, but one illness can set us back because we have nothing to draw on. So it's more than just getting out and exercising. It's about our minds. It's about saving for the future. It's about everything we do. Why do you think it is that physicians might not want to bring this up to their patients? Is it just because they just have so many things other on their plate, or or why do you think that is? Yes, yes, yes. I can tell you from having gone through medical school, there's not a lot of training in medical school on this subject. So physicians have to be interested in enough in the topic themselves to seek out the information. Number three, unfortunately, many physicians themselves are overweight and not healthy. So it's hard to say to a patient, you should be doing X, Y, and Z when it's clear that as a physician, we're not doing X, Y, and Z. And given the time constraints of today's physicians, are there places they can go for information? I think almost there's too much information. If you Google fitness or exercise plan or go to any newsstand, you'll see a hundred different programs. And I think there's a real disconnect between the amount of information that's out there and the amount that's actually applied. And I think part of that is there's just too much. So I think that they should go to reputable sources like the American College of Sports Medicine, which has exercise prescription guidelines. In fact, they have put out the American College of Sports Medicine recommendations for patients with heart problems, for the elderly, for the middle-aged. And so those papers are available. And in fact, if they go to the library and go to Medline, they can actually search those papers. And those are reputable sources of information. And peer-reviewed. And and also, does the government have any resources? They do. You can actually search online. And the government has really actually pretty nice resources. I'm blanking on the actual site right now. But I have looked those up myself, and they do. Well, Dr. Vonda Wright's website is www.seniorsportsandfitness.com. We would like to thank her for being our guest, Dr. Vonda Wright from the University of Pittsburgh Medical Center, who has been speaking to us on a sports medicine segment on ReachMD XM Channel 157 on Masters Athletes and their needs and treatment needs for healthcare. To visit our on-demand library, visit us at ReachMD.com, register with promo code RADIO, and receive six months free streaming for your home or office. If you have comments or suggestions, call us at 888-MD-XM-157. 
and I'd like to thank you today for listening.